I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 105 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, it's nice to be back from what was a truly amazing experience at the Conclave of Warriors. I was very grateful to spend the weekend with seven of the First Class Fathers, which I have had the honor of calling guests on my show. And I had the chance to get to know these guys on a much deeper level, uh, to listen, take notes, ask questions. I even had the opportunity to go out to dinner with Jason Redman and Ray Kerr, two Navy SEALs that I really admire so much. And I got to say, it felt pretty good walking around the neighborhood with some of the baddest men on the planet, but they also happened to be some of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. So it was truly a wonderful weekend. I posted some pictures of the event up on Instagram and Twitter. Please feel free to go check them out at Alec Lace, at Alec underscore Lace. Um, and really, it was an awesome time. I met a lot of interesting people, a lot of like-minded people, and I learned a lot, a little something from everybody there. So it was truly all-around great time. And I am happy to be back on the podcast here. And today, I have got a tremendous guest lined up for you guys. Coming up in just a minute here, former professional bodybuilding champion Troy Brown will be joining me. And he has got an awesome philosophy on life, fatherhood. And I am grateful that I'm going to have a few minutes to spend with him here on the podcast. So please, Stick around for the interview. And speaking of guests, I have been working very hard to bring you guys the most entertaining, but more importantly, the most honest and successful fathers that I can that hopefully will be able to add some value to your fatherhood journey. Coming up soon, I'm going to be joined on the show by Evan Hafer, the former Green Beret who founded Black Rifle Coffee. I'm going to have former NFL wideout and highly successful entrepreneur Trent Shelton. Mind-reading phenomenon and third-place finisher on America's Got Talent, Oz Perlman, will be here as well. I'm also going to have internet sensation Sean Whalen and a few surprises on the way here before the holidays to smack you with. So please, keep it locked in here to First Class Fatherhood. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here. So let me hit you guys with a quick little spot here, and I will be right back with Troy Brown. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a former professional soccer player and a former professional bodybuilding champion who has competed all over the world. He is now dedicated to helping men get healthy, lean, and jacked. He is the host of the Persistence Factor podcast, and he is known as the governor. It is a great privilege for me to say, Troy Brown, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much. It's a, I actually, I'm so honored that I'm here and be able to speak to you, but more importantly, your great guests and the community that you have. So I'm very excited. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. Awesome. Okay, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have one. Um, he's, a, he's a man now, but I was 18 when he was born, but he is now 23 now. Wow. Okay. What type of uh, sports or activities was he into growing up? So when he was growing up, he, I, I mean, I was a pro, former pro soccer player. So when he was, when he was sort of growing up around the age of, I think, four years old, maybe three, he had a boy at his feet. So soccer was huge in my family. So, and being I played at a high level. So he played, 
you know, a decent level of, of, we call it football in England, you in North America call it soccer. So he played that for a good three or four years, but he doesn't do that anymore, but he does keep himself in shape now. And he's kind of used a lot of my philosophy to help keep himself in shape, but also maintain his health as well. Okay, very cool. Troy, please take a minute here and hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so for me, I'm born and raised in Hackney, East London, in England, uh, born and raised there. And then I was uh, very young. I didn't do very well at school. I had that poor grades. I was always one of those kids that was always daydreaming and always wanting more. And I always wanted to move to America or North America for that matter. But when I hit the age of 16, I actually became a pro soccer player. And I did that for a couple of years. Ended up getting released by that club because they said I was too small. But they kept me on loan and sent me to a lower league division team called Northampton Town. And they literally put me in the diet. I ended up gaining about 20 pounds of muscle because I was about 143 pounds at the time. But I ended up gaining about 20 pounds of muscle and fell in love with the gym, fell in love with the lifestyle of eating and, and being, you know, disciplined and, and sacrifice. I love that kind of thing. So fell in love with bodybuilding, got really into that, became a personal trainer. And then one day at the gym, a guy came up to me that was a bodybuilder and he said to me, you should compete. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to compete. I just love to work out. So off I went. Uh, about three years later, I did my first show, played second, got bitten by the bug on stage, absolutely loved it. I loved the routine, loved showing off, posing on stage, because it's all of your hard, hard work. It's not a team, collectively team effort. So, And then um, I did really well at bodybuilding. Ended up starting doing well at nationals, competed at the national level. Um, had a really bad year in 2004 where I placed dead last at nationals, and that was kind of a defining moment for me where that thought came to the road. Am I going to quit? Am I going to give up? But I decided to keep going. I had persistence, I had that warrior-like mentality, and then I ended up doing really well the following year, I became a full-blown heavyweight, weighing about 225 pounds on stage, placed fourth in the heavyweights, and that's when my career really took off, and then the following year, the rest was history, turned professional as a bodybuilder, um, did, uh, got onto the front cover of Flex magazine and a couple of other magazines as well in the process, had a big con- uh, contract with a supplement company, then moved to Canada, and that's when it all kind of fell off, fell apart a little bit, and I ended up getting involved in some network marketing, and then I ended up going back to bodybuilding in 2015, was going to compete, and my goal was to, keep, to compete at the Mr. Olympia, and long story short, training was going great, I was putting the weight back on again, everything was going according to plan, so one day I was working out, my last rep, my last set, I ended up tearing my pec, which forced me to retire, I had a torn tricep and a torn pec, which put a halt to my career, but... Lo and behold, I really think as one door closes, like my bodybuilding career, one door is basically wide open, and that's what I'm doing right now is helping men transform their bodies and transforming their mind, and that's, this is what my purpose is on this planet, and I've just figured it out, so I'm very, very excited for the future. Yeah, what an awesome story, Troy, and staying in shape and keeping a healthy body is something that many dads are struggling with out there, so what type of advice do you have for the working dad out there? Maybe he's got two jobs, he's overweight and out of shape, he's got no time to stay fit and work out. What is something he could do once a day or once a week to kind of get that under control? Such a great question. I think the first thing they've got to get to a place is where they're so disappointed and they're so angry at themselves that they let themselves go. And I feel that's sort of the defining moment. I call it the dark night where they're they're about to unleash their inner governor. So where in this moment, what I would say that they do, they make a firm decision that they go all in and they go and seek counsel. Someone that has a proven track record that has done this time and time again, that's been doing this for a long, long time, but also more importantly, lives the lifestyle. So I would find some type of coach or mentor 
that you can link arms with and stay close to him, stay close to the campfire, because the further are you away from the campfire, you do one or two things, you either quit or you give up. So I would stay close to that coach and do exactly what he says and don't deviate, because as you get older and you're in your 40s, for example, us men, we have a, a big thing called ego, and what that does is it allows us not to have new ideas come in, and we, it allows us to have a very closed mind. So what we have to do is just basically surrender, forgive ourselves, and literally put your whole trust and faith in your coach. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. You're going to land on your back, but you've got to keep getting up. You've got to have persistence and just keep listening to your coach because they're, they're the ones that have success and they understand how the mind works. So I would definitely do that one thing, find a coach, find a mentor, and get your mind right. And that's what a good coach will do, not just physically transform you. He will work on your mind because the mind – it's like it's basically the, the body is an instrument of the mind, and whatever you impress into the mind is going to be expressed through the body. So we've got to get the mind in order for in order for you, the man, to permanently change. And that's where someone like myself could come into it and guide and help that individual. Well said. What about for the children, Troy? With the rise of smartphones, social media, and technology, we're seeing more and more problems with obesity amongst young kids. So what's something that kids can do uh, to get them to be excited about health and fitness? I just think, honestly, it, uh, the kids sometimes could be a representation of their family, of their, the mother and father. Um, so if the kid really has a burning desire to get in shape, then they would also do the same thing, seek some counsel and be, get around people that are working out, that are moving their bodies. But even if they were to get outside every day, just make a decision just to move their body, because that's what the body is designed to move. You know, we're functional beings. And we're not designed to sit around, you know, uh, eight hours at a desk, as, as an example. So we have to move our body. But for the young generation, it really all boils down to, you know, decision-making and, and having the desire to pursue it and to make it a habit, a ritual every single day. And as I always say to my clients, you are your ritual. So basically making a, a committed decision that you're going to do it and consistently do it so it becomes a part of your lifestyle and just know that if you talk to someone that is in a higher level, they're going to tell you not to – to be patient and not to put any stress on yourself when you see your friends getting there before you or getting in shape a lot faster than you. So you're going to have to do your time and be patient. And again, you have to work on the mind. So if you get them young, the kids' minds, subconscious minds are wide open. So it's actually a good thing. Starting them young is great because you can start dumping in a lot of positive material into their subconscious. So being young is actually a good thing too. It has a lot of pros to it. Yeah, and I think it's important what you said right there about people being farther out ahead of you. With social media, especially now, kids might feel like everybody is doing so much better than them because, let's face it, people are embellishing their life on social media. And uh, But if the child is buying into that, it could be a big detriment to the child's development because he might just give up on the dream because he feels like uh, he's so far behind that he's not getting anywhere. Oh, you said it. Absolutely couldn't agree more. I really think that with, with the kids that are looking at their, their peers or the people that they idolize, it can be a blessing and a curse. So I, I would say to the young people that are listening or the mums the moms or the dads that are listening is to make sure that they're following, they're, they're following positive people because kids are influenced by their, their story feed or their social feed on Instagram, as an example. And what they keep seeing is people that are living this great lifestyle that have abs, that are skinny, that are petite. And all these young girls and all these men you know, they see the money, they see the fame, they see the success, which isn't, which is all an illusion, by the way. And then they want to emulate that, and that ends up becoming a lot of stress. And kids are now being shown that they're they're depressed, they have high anxiety, and they're on medication now for it as well, which is a huge problem. And it could be, I don't know, 
it could be all down to social media and how the kids portray it. So you've got to get hold of some kids and throw some good stuff into their, into their mind. I think a good idea for the parents that are listening is to pay your kids five bucks for every good, every good positive inspirational book they read. I think that's a really, really good idea. Give them five bucks, give them Think and Grow Rich and tell them to read it. And if they read the whole book, you give them five bucks and you keep, you play them again. Keep reading it, keep rereading. I've been reading that book now since 2007 on and off, but the last two years I've, I've actually kept reading it every single day for the last two years. So I would encourage the mums and dads to pay your kids five bucks just for reading a good positive book. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Yes, I know it's awesome. Reading is big with you. I'm a ferocious reader myself. Think and Grow Rich made a huge impact on my life as well. One book that I gave to my oldest son to read was uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. Well, what are some other books that you could recommend for parents or for kids to read? Yeah, it really depends if they want to expand and grow their mind. Let's say that's the goal because we're either moving forwards or we're going back because we can't stand still, right? We're either growing or dying. So if they're looking for, you know, inspirational, positive books that really set you up for the day and give you a successful day or a successful evening to sleep and upon upon as you sleep, then I would say some really good books that come to mind would be, first of all, something really simple to read, but really good to read as well. There's a lot of benefits too is the book by Darren Hardy's called The Compound Effect. That's a really good book, but it's simple to read. There's some nuggets in there as well. The Richest Man in Babylon is a great book for saving, putting 10% away. And I would also add to that maybe a third book from, from a mental toughness standpoint. It's a great book that I love. It's The 177 uh, Successful Secrets by a guy named Steve Siebold. And then I'll add one more book for that would be a very small book, very short. And it would be a book called You Squared by Price Pritchett. It's very hard to find. You can get it online. It's a very thin book. And then maybe Serenity, James Allen, that chapter, and read that for 30 days. Calmness of Mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. So the chapter from As a Man Thinketh, the last page on Serenity, is a really good thing to read every single day to keep your mind calm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I am thirsty for knowledge, so I appreciate the recommendations there, and I will be reading the books you mentioned, so thank you for that. Um, Now, I understand to be successful in the bodybuilding game, it requires a lot of discipline, but how were you as a father when it came to handing out the discipline? Great question, by the way. You know what? My father was extremely hard on on me growing up, and I, I thank him for that. He's a Jamaican, and the Jamaican parents are extremely disciplined people. And yeah, I mean, so with my father, he did, you know, he used the belt sometimes and that's what, you know, West Indian families do. So that was his way of discipline. But I made a decision that I would never hit my son, you know, and I would never yell at him. I would always give him advice and always encourage him and always give him the, uh, the, the encouragement he needs to push on towards his goals and dreams. And so I was never one for, you know, dishing out, you know, hard discipline and yelling or anything like that. Um, I would honestly say this, my son was an absolute joy. I mean, he was a, a great, he was a great kid when he was young. Honestly, we had not, the mother and I, we had no issues with my son Rory. So he really was a blessing because we had no issues when he was growing up. So I really didn't, honestly, I never really had to use any strong discipline or ground him because he was such a great kid. Awesome. All right, Troy, what were some of the challenges you faced pursuing a professional bodybuilding career while being a father? Oh, what a great question. I, I think being a bodybuilder is it's the most selfish sport in the world. 
and it is very, very ego-driven, but it does have so many positives. This is what I've just come to a realization earlier about it teaches people discipline and commitment, and you have to be super persistent and patient because muscle growth takes years and years and years. But in regards to family and, and being a professional athlete, it was tough to juggle them together, and I admit that as you get bigger as a man, as you even get out of shape as a man, as I was getting bigger, I was much more muscular, I found my energy was getting lower, so what would happen, I wouldn't be as active with my son, so I wouldn't be able to take him to the park, you know, I wouldn't take him to his soccer games, and, and his mum ended up doing a lot of that because I was just so big in the off-season, so muscular, not, not actually body fat, but muscle, so I had just enough energy to work to pay the bills and to get my workouts in because I was a pro athlete. But, you know, if I could turn back the clock, I would would have definitely, easy to say now, but I would have definitely contributed so much more. Um, but that's easy to say now. So definitely any parents that are listening, learn from my mistakes. Get yourself healthy because when you have health, vibrancy, energy, that vitality for life, you can literally transform you and your family's life because you have more energy to bring to the table and you're going to do more and experience more of your kids, which means as you age and you're in that rocking chair, you can look back and say, oh, my God, I did so much with my family because I was healthy, because I was fit. And as you get so much more healthy and fit, you just create such a great person, a great, um, a, just a great individual that you've built and you've created and that's for a man, and that's for a woman as well. And that's for everybody else listening as well. Well said. All right. Please tell my listeners a little bit about the Persistence Factor podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much for allowing me the honor. So the Persistence Factor, how it started, I'm just a huge fan of the book Think and Grow Rich, especially the chapter on persistence. So when I read, I've been reading that chapter since 2007, and it really resonated with me for some reason. I think that's probably why I'm a big fan of the the rags to riches story and the, the, my favorite movie is The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. And I know the guy that actually was starred in that movie, the original actor, not the original actor, but the original person that the film was made off after was a guy named Chris Gardner. But the reason for my podcast was I just, the, the, the book Thinking of Rich meant so much to me and how it's changed my life and changed my paradigm. But I really wanted to sort of use the essence of the book and create some type of podcast of hope and inspiration. So if people are going through, you know, such a tough time in their life, they can go to my show, The Persistence Factor, and use it as inspiration and listen to it in their car and listen to it on their headphones at home. So that way it can seep into their subconscious mind. So this is just my gift. One of my gifts I'm trying to give to the universe and one of the reasons why I put it on this planet is to inspire. And this is my life purpose. And this is what gives me joy and fulfillment. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And once again, that book really did make an impact on me. It changed my way of thinking. Uh, but when most people hear that type of information, they're so quick to say, oh, yeah, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. But but faith doesn't really work that way, right? It's more of once you believe it, then you will see it. And, and that book definitely did change my philosophy a lot. So I am, I am so willing to continue to learn, grow, change, and develop because of reading books like that. And I am really looking forward to the future with great anticipation. You're um, a true testament to show that this works, and, and it does work. Yes, and I am a firm believer in it. All right, Troy, what's coming up next for you? What are you working on at the moment? What kind of goals do you have, and where can my listeners find you? Thank you so much. What I have coming up is lots of things right now. I'm really unleashing my governor philosophy right now, which is a, sort of a, a, a man from 30 up until his 80s or 90s, and it's just a philosophy. I mean, you're never too young to start. You're never too old to start, but the philosophy is basically a principle of 
making sure your health's in order. Number two is making sure that your, your money game's in order. Number three is that you've got great connections and you've got phenomenal relationships. But the biggest one, number four, is you've got a great relationship with your, 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 your kids and, and your significant other. So that's what I'm really working on right now, and I'm really working on the health side of it. So I'm unleashing a 12-week transformation program in January, January 21st, 2019, which is my first inaugural program that I've really sort of kept to the side for the last 25 years. So this is sort of my my gift to the you know to the health industry and and to the bodybuilding community, if you will. So I've got that work. I'm working on a book as well. Um, my website's almost done, and uh, what else do I have going on? I think that's pretty much it. I have an online training business called Apex Physiques or Apex Life. We're on Instagram, the Apex Life. And my Instagram name, if anyone wants to contact me, if they have any questions about any of my services, my my uh, Instagram handle name is at the Troy Brown. And then my Facebook is Coach Troy Brown. Okay, I will definitely include a link to your Instagram profile in the description of this podcast episode. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Troy, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I would say, honestly, what comes to my mind straight away is you've got to be a man of integrity, and you've got to remember this. You're either moving forwards or you're going backwards. You can't stand still. So you have to consistently grow your mind as a man, because as I said earlier, as you grow your mind, you want to be healthy and you want to have that health consciousness, which is going to be great an environment for your children to see. They see their dad crushing it, hitting goals, and is moving in the right direction, is reading, is working on his mind, is putting the right foods into his body. You just become this badass father that your children see, and they just, you become their hero, their, their role model, their superhero. You know, you they, they, you become this governor man that everyone around you in your life, your your wife, your your kids, and the rest of your family are just so proud of. And um, but to, in order to get there, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. Just know that that's life, but that just makes you more resilient, and it just allows you to be stronger as a man. So it's there to test you, and it's there for a reason. So don't don't you know crumble away and back away from it. You know, face it head on. And, you know, and just take ownership and make a decision that you're just going to go all in. Everything starts with a decision. Transformation, I coach my clients. When trans body transformation, it all starts with a committed decision. When you decide to go all in, that's when you know you're never going back to your old self. Awesome. Very well said. You're very well spoken. I love the message. And I would just like to say, Troy Brown, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm going to get you on my show very, very soon. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Troy. I will be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Troy Brown. That was awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. And then bring it right back here to the podcast on Friday for episode 106. I will be joined by Sean Whalen, who is well-known all over the Internet. His, he's got a million and a half views on every video that he posts. Um, he's got a great way of speaking. He tells it like it is. I love his philosophy, and I can't wait to have him here. So please, lock it into First Class Fatherhood, and please share this podcast with every dad that's in your contact list. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for joining me. I'm Alec Leish. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We're fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.
your half-truths and tales As tall as a tree's